Chapter 34. Poverty by Choice. I have before me a book I highly prize. It was first published in 1875. My copy is an edition of 1928. The author was one of the great educators and Christians of the United States, a very superior man. Recently, when I lectured at a law school in the East, the young man who led me to the assembly hall bore the same last name. As my host, the Reverend Robert L. Thoburn, and I chatted with the young man, we learned that this student was of the same family, a great-grandson of the author whose book I prize. However, the student said, when he and his brother went to one of the most famous Ivy League universities, where his great-grandfather had long been president, they concealed the fact of their relationship by various devices. Mr. Thoburn and I were both startled to realize that a youth of such a great heritage would want no part of it, as was obviously the case. His great-grandfather had been famous for his Christian orthodoxy and his strong old-fashioned American conservatism. He had trained a few generations of American leaders. The young man, dressed like a semi-hippie, pleasant and likable, had cut himself off from his past. He was poor by choice. This is our real problem with old and young in our age. So many heirs of Christian cultures and traditions, descendants of martyrs and heroes, choose to ignore that heritage of faith and to deny it. They are poor by choice. It is like a great and good king's son choosing a thief for his father. Such a choice sounds ridiculous, but is all too often the choice of modern men and nations. They have left their father's house of faith, disavowed his name, beggared themselves religiously, and now wonder why they have problems. The worst kind of poverty is of the spirit, and it is the deadliest, because it is poverty by choice. If the young man at that law school was foolish, how much more so are you, if you, having denied your heavenly Father, have become poor deliberately?'